I needed that before mm -hmm. opening my heart, you know. That, that's why we always need to go first to ourselves if we really want to attract something that is good for us, that we, we deserve that, you know. So you have to give you that time of, of love or self-healing so you will find that what you really deserve outside, you know. If you don't give your time for yourself, how do you expect that others will give you time, you know? <laughs> Welcome to Doing It For The Dharma, a safe and sacred space where we dive into juicy, nourishing topics related to our soul's evolution. To inspire you to do your dharma, I share with you the inspiring stories of souls from around the world who had the courage to follow their own inner calling, and so can you. Namaste, sweet, sweet souls. Welcome back to Doing It For The Dharma. It is an honor to have you tuning in, so thank you so much for spending your secret time and energy with me in this moment. So I have some beautiful things coming up. So if you're listening to this before Tuesday, the 21st of September, I am running a wild woman online full moon circle for sacred sisters all over the world. So you're welcome to join us. It will be a one and a half hour ceremony over Zoom. If you're in New York, time zone it will be at one o'clock or the dominican also one o'clock if you're in the london time zone it will be 6 p.m in the evening and berlin european area it will be 7 p.m in the evening so you can have a little look in the link check it out see if it flows and resonates but it will be to celebrate the dreamy full moon in pisces where we can really dive deep explore polarities explore the shadow we'll be doing a little bit of dream work and other beautiful rituals so i also have a, a retreat coming up if you are in the dominican or the americas or feel called to fly over just for a weekend who knows my beloved alex and i are hosting our first ecstatic love retreat at a beautiful retreat center in the cabaretta countryside and foothills of the mountains and essentially we're combining all of our superpowers and just having the most epic weekend of ecstatic dance, kick house ceremony, we're doing yoga, qigong, workshops, kirtan, all of it. So again, if that resonates, you can have a little look at the link and see what flows. So my guest today, I'm so excited to share with you because this guest is the first guest that I ever had on this podcast, um, yeah, two years ago in 2019, exactly the same month as well. And this is a dear, dear sister of mine, Ellie. And Ellie has just grown exponentially in these past two years. She's done so, so much. And now, you know, two years on, Ellie is a Reiki master. She's studying a master's in transpersonal psychology. She works with women one-on-one -on -one online. She runs beautiful sister circles. She runs shamanic energy healing, sacred workshops, like... 
she really does it all and she's really an advocate for yeah secret sexuality and empowering the divine feminine and all of her flavors she works a lot with sex magic blood magic yoni eggs yoni healing that is really her area of speciality so we dive into so many of these amazing topics on the show including shadow work and how we can yeah tap into our shadows she dives into some of her personal experiences of conscious celibacy exploring her sexuality and new avenues we dive into some of ellie's experiences with non-monogamy and then other beautiful topics she really dives deep into yoni eggs the different qualities of them and how we can use them in our healing process ellie also shares about her experiences of working with mushroom medicine how we can cultivate more sisterhood into our lives and just so many beautiful topics i really really love this episode it's so so informative and also very light and playful to listen to so i'll leave it here for now i hope you enjoy our conversation and if you hang around to the very end of the episode i have some exciting news to share with you sister welcome 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 back to doing it for the dharma i'm so honored to have you back here as i'm very sure you were my first ever guest on the show a couple of years ago so a warm welcome to you ruth thank <laughs> you so much maddie i'm so honored i'm glad to be here again <laughs> thank you mm. so much such a pleasure. I'm so excited. And as usual, I know you've answered this question before, but it's been a couple of years from now. So in this current place of your being, what does Dharma mean to you today? Oh, yeah. Dharma is following the path of your heart, just doing what resonates with your soul, really doing what makes you happy. It's something also uh, like from the Japanese word ikigai, something that you wake up every morning feeling happy about, that you want to live. It's like the reason to live, you know. So this is for me also dharma, you know, what is really in your heart and you really want to do that in your life, you know, makes you happy, makes you feel nourished, um, joyful. Yeah. <laughs> mm, beautiful answer. Thank you so much for sharing. So for this episode, I'd love to start off with a little soul to soul card. It's just a beautiful, deep question for you to answer. Are you open for that? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Very nice. Let's see what spirit has. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love this one. Okay. So it says, what is your most treasured memory? Take yourself back to that moment in time and describe it in detail. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit one, but the first thing that came into my mind is the beach, you know. Um, mm. I was recently visit, visiting my country in Spain, and probably the best memories that I have in my childhood and in general are always, you know, being close to the seaside and feeling mm. that energy of the sea, being on the sand, enjoying the sunlight. So probably something also uh, related to my dharma. <laughs> just being in such a places you know <laughs> and yeah I don't know I think you know at that time I didn't realize that but I think now that I think about it probably that was the connection to mother nature that was it you know 
um, we, we lost that maybe later, you know, when you grow up and then you don't pay attention anymore. But I was feeling so, so happy, you know, when I was on the beach and every mm. year I was uh, happy to be there every summer, you know. So I think actually it's maybe you're so remembering how it felt when you were connected and when you were just feeling fully present in the moment, you know. And then after years of work and so on, we lost that. But when I go back, it's like, no, at that time, I just felt joyful and present in the moment. So that was the best memory, just being, um, yeah, in the present moment, just being connected to the big mother, you know? <laughs> mm, wow, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely see you being a beach goddess as <laughs> to get out of Germany yeah. <laughs> like a mermaid so, exactly a witchy mermaid goddess I love it <laughs> and for the listeners for a bit of context um so we did our first episode I think it was in 2019 right yeah it was like, yeah it was ago. 2019 right like two two years now yeah, it was uh, July 2019. I remember now. Yeah. Wow, that's epic. And for the listeners, so you can go back and listen to that. We spoke about sex, sex magic, and some other things. All I remember is the sex magic, of course. <laughs> a lot has, has changed within these two years, right? There's been so yeah. much transformation and so much growth. And yeah. what I really love was that, without you know telling the story for you, but what I really love is that in that episode, you planted the seed of like, okay, like one day I want to leave my full blown career and just live your witchy divine goddess self full time, you know, and now two years later, you're at that phase where that is coming into fruition and blooming and blossoming. So yeah, if you'd be open to sharing, I know there's a lot to get through in two years, but if you'd be open to sharing a little bit, the journey you've been on since. Yeah, sure. Sure. You know, it's funny that you were saying that, that I was saying that I wanted to leave my full-time work and all that. And just today before this podcast, I was telling you how I am planning to do that in the next month. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I was synchronicity there. Uh, yeah, well, so much have happened, you know, on my personal story, on the collective, you know, everything has changed so much, you know. And well, um, in these two years, I think the most that I have done is uh, shadow work, you know, looking, you know, to my fears, looking what is happening inside me, why the world creates me so much frustration in the situation that we are in right now, you know, where does it come? Because at the end, everything that you experience in yourself has an effect outside and everything that happens outside is also inside you, you know, so we are not separated from nature, we are not separated from the collective or, for, for, or from what is happening, you know, so for me it was a lot of that, um, understanding myself, understanding uh, why I react the way I do and going deeper into my own healing path with that you know so it was actually not a very pleasant or easy two years i will say <laughs> i thought it would be much more nice gentle you know <laughs> <laughs> but um as you were explaining also to me before the podcast about having something that challenged you you know it was yeah a time of two years of a lot of personal growth um personal growth in uh, my sexuality as well, because I understood that also sexuality is not 
having sex with other people. It's how you see yourself and how you move yourself through life, you know. So on one side, I was working a lot with that in myself, with some tools, with Yoni X, uh, Crystal mm -hmm. Ones, you know, going deep into my dreams, uh, analyzing what the dreams are telling me. You know, it was a lot of healing on my family line as well by doing my own healing path, you know. Um, also, I started, you know, a master in transpersonal psychology. I decided to do that because, um, yeah, I wanted to understand deeper, you know, the human mind, but also from a point of view that is transpersonal, meaning that it goes beyond or uh, body, beyond or mind or what we consider the brain, you know, as a machine. No, it goes much, much um, deeper than that and much broader. And is believing also and knowing that there is um, a greater truth, you know, in the universe and you belong to that truth. So, um, yeah, this master is also um, like working very well with my shamanic work because we talk a lot about energies, you know, uh, resonance, how you attract what you are vibrating with, you know, and things like that. So it's, you know, for people that are maybe used to the classical psychology sounds very esoteric you know? <laughs> but for me it was yeah really be beautiful to see how you can approach uh, psychology mm -hmm. from a more spiritual uh, way and I am loving it you know it's, it's very beautiful and I see also how it's helping me how I'm helping others uh, because I'm doing therapy also with a couple of friends and yeah, they are seeing mm -hmm. effects already on their path and it's beautiful to see how uh, all the fears that we might have inside you know once you heal them and you understand and also even if when you are in the path still of doing that you can help other people you know you don't need to have like 20 years experience to help others you know this is also so important right now that we can all do something for the good and for what is right, you know, and to help other humans and the earth. So, yeah, this was a big lesson for me <laughs> as well. <laughs> to be more confident in what I do. Uh, yeah, every single thing that you do with good intention can bring a huge impact on other people's life and journey. Mm, yeah wow so so powerful thank you for sharing a little bit of your insight into your journey and I love yeah. how you mentioned that it started with the shadow work because yeah I feel like shadow work people kind of avoid that it doesn't oh, yeah. sound very enticing to dive into the shadow so I'm curious what what drew you to your to that work and and how would you encourage that someone begins the process of shadow work because mm. it can seem like a very big daunting area so like how would someone ease themselves into yeah. starting to explore their own shadow self yeah that's actually quite simple you know those are the things that you don't want to show to the world that you don't want to show to yourself that's the mm. first thing you know because <laughs> when you are completely honest to yourself you know you cannot heal that so that's that's the first point it's like okay why I'm reacting this way when this uh, person tells me this or that. I say I am a confident person, but still I am really like that. So, so it's really being completely honest to yourself and start working on those issues and also see if those issues are really you, uh, uh, who you said you are or who you said you want to be, you know, mm. because sometimes we said, yeah, I want to be this. But that there is something that, no, I, I say I want to be, I don't know, an actress, but I have fear of speaking in 
front of others. So you see that there is no a good match there, you know. So the shadow mm -hmm. bot will be like, okay, why do I feel this when I talk in front of other people if it's really this what I want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just starting to work on those things and recognize them to yourself. Then uh, once you are, you know, once you are honest to yourself, it's much, much easier also to understand other people's shadows mm -hmm. or, or read when they are not completely honest you know on what they say they want and this is also important when you work as therapist or you work as a reiki healer you know because you you feel that what you have been through other people are also you know and people that are afraid about the shadow work you know if you don't do that actually it might sound very strong what I say, but you cannot really grow in your life, you know, because it's just a way of um, recognizing what are your insecurities, your fears, why are they there and heal them so you can make the next step. You know, people want to take thousands of courses and do a lot of things, you know, but how can you really grow in your personal growth, in your spirituality, if you don't look at yourself at the mirror you are not honest to yourself and what is happening inside you you know so mm. i would recommend to do that um, for every person because it's such a huge change that you feel in yourself when you release yourself from borders that are not yours that might be from you know some traumas traumas of your childhood or you know even social conditioning even you know programming from your school or from your parents you know all those layers, it's like layers of trust that you have been accumulated in your life and you have thought this is me, you know. So no, mm. this is not you. So the shadow work will help you as well to release all of, all of that and bring your whole potential to the present moment, you know. So that's why <laughs> no one should be afraid of shadow work. Yeah, you might cry. <laughs> you might be like, oh my God, you know, I thought I was this, but I still need so much to go to that point. But you know, mm. everything, every human on this earth, you know, has their own personal story and you can always um, reach for help to other people that have been in the same situation, you know, mm. uh, rather than just trying to maintain this facade or everything is good, just love and light and, you know, because at the end, it's not real, you know, it's, it's just about you, it's not even about others or how others will see you, it's just about being honest to your pure heart you know mm, so so true thank you for sharing that and hopefully that inspires some of the listeners to yeah want to dive in and explore and I love that you mentioned there it's about being whole because I know that Carl Jung was the father who coined you know the term the shadow and shadow yeah. work and I love that he says that, you know, in order to be a whole human being, we need to be able to integrate our shadow into the light. So it's not about shaming or rejecting these parts of ourselves, but really learning to bring them to the surface and giving them so much love. You know, we don't necessarily have to like our shadows, but if we can accept them, then, you know, like you say, we can be a whole human being. We can then begin to grow because we know what we're working with within ourselves. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Integrate those parts. And even, you know, there are things or uh, traumas or parts of our personality that might be the most difficult for us. But sometimes, you know, those parts are actually your your uh, biggest potential. You know, 
um, mm. and that's true when because when you have a very big trauma for example in your childhood when you were a teenager you know those are the times that uh, the energy stays there the strongest you know like it's, it's a stuck energy that kept you in that moment so once mm. you heal that you bring that huge potential into the present moment so that's why you know um, people that had traumas in their childhood or they are afraid of healing them you know it's actually bringing that whole potential to yourself and being a, a better person and having the potential to create and manifest everything that you want in this life you know so yeah that's why i think it's so important to make the shadow work because otherwise you might be losing a lot in this lifetime you know but not to, not doing that work Mm, definitely and I love that it gives us a deeper understanding of our own selves and like you were saying your reactions because from our shadow work we get to understand our triggers right why yeah. certain people and certain things trigger us because it's just an aspect an unhealed aspect within ourselves that we haven't accepted so like yeah they say that the shadow is just the parts of ourselves that we've rejected right whether they're positive or negative traits we haven't accepted them so if we say like my for the listeners say like my shadow aspect was being really confident you know say as a child I was confident and I was shamed for it no girls are supposed to be quiet and tidy and you know good girl like hush hush don't be boisterous and then say if I saw someone out who was super super confident that would trigger me because that's an unhealed shadow aspect within myself so like when we do that work to understand that and we're like oh that's why I'm triggered by that person. It's not really anything to do with them. It's all about me and my own mm. stuff. So I love what you were saying at the start of how like there is no separation between the macro and the micro. Like everything is just mirrored out into our reality. And I agree, like once we've mastered an understanding of ourselves, yes, then we can start to really, really manifest because then we know what we really, really want. Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, the shadow can be things that you really admire admire from others, you know, but you mm. think you you don't have them. For example, if I say, Maddie, I love how free you live. I could never do that. You know, I admire that part of you because I have that also in myself, but I don't mm. believe it yet, you know. So that's why the shadow is so important. So why that person triggers that in us? You know, it's just a way of, of knowing yourself deeper. Yeah. Definitely. Beautiful, beautiful topic. And to flow into a little bit, a slightly different variation of um, topic is that you mentioned at the start as well, that as you've been growing and learning and doing the shadow work and uncovering more, that you felt a shift in terms of your sexuality. And I love mm -hmm. that you said how yeah. our sexuality is about how we express our sexuality and not about who we're sleeping with or whatever. So yeah, if you're able to elaborate on that, on that journey, yeah. what that shift has looked like, I think that would yeah. be beautiful. Sure, because, you know, uh, I was for a um, long time, <laughs> you know, several months uh, without any sexual intercourse with other people, you know. So that's why I say that the sexual um, life or the sexual healing is not about having sex. You know, your, your sexuality is how you express yourself and how you move yourself through life. And by doing, um, yeah, with several tools, like I say, I was with, with Yoni X, you know, um, other um, yeah, shadow work on myself I could see how I still have patterns you know for from my childhood how I still I had some some traumas related to, for, um, about my family you know that were impeding me to fully my 
to live in my fullest potential, you know, I was still afraid of showing myself as I am publicly, you know, mm. and then, uh, well, I just realized that if I don't fully integrate all those parts in me, if I don't fully show me without any shame or any fear or whatever, you know, I could never be really free, you know, if I always think, oh, maybe if my parents see that, what will they will say or something like that you know <laughs> and mm -hmm. one thing is that well in these two years I already knew that I didn't want to live in a monogamous way you know as we speak about maybe you know the personal level about that but this was a big shift for me to change from um, yeah, a classical monogamous relationship into something much more broad and open so I started to feel how the love is not something to possess you know you don't possess a person or the love of anyone, the love is always inside you, you know, and that's very true. Um, if you don't get to really love yourself, um, how do you expect to have a healthy love from others of a healthy relationship, you know? So that's why it was so important to work on myself these two years and allow my heart to open, be humble, um, and at the same time, humble, but strong in my core, you know, that this is what I really want. You know, this is the type of relationship I want to attract in my life. Something that is without conditions, something that is free, you know, something that can be both genders, you know. So I open myself to be with both men and women, you know. And I, yeah, I had beautiful, beautiful experiences and I fell in love with a woman, for example. And, you know, it was something that never happened to me before in my life is a very new experience and yeah I was working at the time with um with a crystal you know and with a yoni egg that is for the heart opening and mm. you know I, I see how the my own therapy that I'm doing in my body has an effect in the outside world how I call those people as well you know how I call that woman to come in my life to open my heart to learn everything so this is the um, psychomagia in, in Spanish, psychomagic. I don't know if these terms exist really in English, but it's mm -hmm. making magic but doing their own alchemy in your mind and, and desire from your core, you know, so then you will attract that from the outside. And I saw that well happening, you know, <laughs> in this period of time. Um, I'm very happy to have this experience I, and expand myself as well because when I don't know, as a woman, you know, when you are with another woman, you can understand uh, the female aspect so well, you can understand um, uh, yeah, the female energy in a much more deeper way. Uh, it's so beautiful, you know, and to be open to receive that type of love as well, it made mm -hmm. me grow as a human, I, I feel, you know, and expand my spirituality, my sexuality as well. So, yeah, that was a very, very good experience for me. Mm, wow, thank you for sharing it. That's so, so beautiful. And I love that you've, yeah, been able to open yourself in these ways. And I think what you touched upon is something that's very, very relevant for a lot of people, myself included sometimes, is that, yeah, that feeling of like, oh, what do my parents think? What will they think? What will society think? And it's like, let's just so focus on what everyone else thinks that we disregard mm. the calling of our own inner heart. So I really mm. love that you broke free from all of that and just dove straight in and just 
allowed yourself to embody your sexuality in that own way and do you find that from doing that journey there's been any challenges that have come up or things that have come up for you that you wouldn't you would expect to have arisen from other people you mean yeah like, like reaction yeah anything along the way of that unfolding that um well yeah maybe some... actually you know I felt that the more honest I am to myself, yeah, it might cause reactions in the family <laughs> always, you know, <laughs> but on friends, you know, I saw how I reconnect with friends from my childhood, you know, that I feel they see me in a different way right now, that they see me maybe like, wow, she, she so shows herself in a, such a free way, you know, like, mm. wow, kind of like, I don't know, I think, by being yourself, you can inspire others to do the same, you know, so the more honest, the more you live your truth and your true nature, the more this radiates to the outside and the more other people will feel attracted to that. So by, by doing that on yourself, you can already help others indirectly, you know, just by what they feel seeing you, you know, so that was a beautiful uh, sensation that I had that I think that unfold with just you know opening myself and and showing myself how I am and being with with a woman you know with my friends and they they never saw me with a woman before you know I was always with mm. a boyfriend you know so it was something that was like wow and you know she lives that in a very free way you know okay I have to say <laughs> for the audience that I come from a small village in Spain and this also you know uh, has some influence I think you know in a small places people are you know, or the, I will say the programming and the oppression is a bit higher than in a big mm. cities, um, international places or something like that. So just to put a little bit of context there. <laughs> mm, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And, um, and you mentioned that this beautiful love was manifested through the use of yoni eggs was it the rose mm. quartz that you're working with? no actually no um it was aventurine you know aventurine it's, is it a blue one blue? no it's green it's green one oh, um okay. yeah. yeah so actually what i do i will tell you i don't read about the crystal before i just went to you know so, some shops that i like online and they have very good quality of yoni eggs i saw mm -hmm. the pictures and i saw this one, I never felt attracted to that aventurite crystal, but I said, it's calling me. I don't know why, but it's calling me, you know? <laughs> so I love to work very intuitively with crystals, you know? So I didn't read what is the, the meaning of this crystal. I just say, I will work with it and I will see what happens. On Oh my God, what happens? You know, <laughs> it was, wow. <laughs> I was on the right path, you know? So it's a green crystal, you know? Yeah, it's for the heart. But uh, many other things is also for the abundance, you know, so I am now in a project that with a very good, nice community of people to bring abundance uh, into this earth, you know, aside from the system or from what we know it. Mm. Uh, that was another thing, you know, then I met this, um, well, my girlfriend, you know, so it was so many things happening suddenly, you know, for example since I start working with that crystal so that's that's the magic of it you know it's like wow. okay I work with this crystal for my own personal healing but then you see how you attract what you are mm -hmm. healing you 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 know it's like wow it's incredible 
for example, before that, I was working with the obsidian, black obsidian, gold obsidian. It was more about the shadow work. It was more about, you know, going to the root of the cause of things that, you know, that are still, I feel I need to work with, you know. So it was a lot about healing old traumas from childhood, from uh, teenager time, you know, it's very, very different nature of the crystal, you know. And yeah, again, I didn't check what is the obsidian protocol, you know, in general, but I didn't read carefully. And I just had such a crazy dreams, nightmares, you know, it was, it was a very, very crazy journey. <laughs> but wow, it was such a powerful healing, you know, and I see how I needed that before mm -hmm. opening my heart, you know, that that's wow. why we always need to go first to ourselves. If we really want to attract something that is good for us, that we, we deserve that, you know, so you have to give you that time of, of love or self healing. So you will find that what you really deserve outside, you know, if you mm -hmm. don't give your time for yourself, how do you expect that others will give you time you know <laughs> that's always the thing so yeah it was such a powerful journey with the crystals I love it <laughs> mm, and I love that you're an advocate for yoni eggs but for the listeners mm. who aren't so familiar with yoni eggs or what that even looks like when you say you work with it like how would you yeah. describe it in a way that it's like ah very accessible for people who are yeah like very simple they are crystals in the shape of an egg okay um different crystals so you can have rose quartz obsidian white quartz amethyst anything uh well depends on the porosity because some of them are not to be used inside of your vagina you know they have this this shape because you introduce them in your vagina then you lead, lead, uh, leave them for a couple of hours or you can sleep the night you know with one of them and then you see the effect so one is on the physical body so your muscles of your vagina will work with it because you you have to maintain that there you know it brings beta lubrication as well it brings like beta orgasms because you know uh, it, it gets like more intensive in the, that area and everything. But then on the psychic part, you know, they bring every crystal brings a different type of healing. So, yeah, the obsidian is a crystal to heal uh, traumas, to go to the root of what happened, that trauma. You know, the, the amethyst is very good for the psychic abilities, for example. Uh, rose quartz is very good for self-love, you know, so different crystal might guide you you know through dreams experiences memories to what you need to heal in this lifetime so it's very interesting and yeah i recommend to every woman to, to try this because it's very magical and it brings a lot of beautiful moments with yourself um, oh. yeah <laughs> I love it. And I know that you have also on your own personal Instagram, Healers of Earth, that you've also got like a few different videos. And I know you do a lot of IGTVs. So for anyone who was, who's really interested in these topics, you know, like sacred sexuality and blood magic and yoni eggs, I know you've got a lot of content out there. So yeah, curious, yeah. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I will be doing a lot of lives, I think, about this. Um, 
women can ask me anything if they want, you know, just, I'm very glad to support this. <laughs> mm, I love it. And as well, like the blood magic as well, I know is something oh, that yeah. you work with and dive into. So if you'd be open to sharing a little bit about what that is, what that means. and Yeah, anything. yeah. Well, one of the most beautiful things also in my journey has been to work with my menstruation with my mom blood, uh, this is how I call it. And well, you know, we are used to choose uh, throw this blood, you know, we just, we have learned that this is just, you know, something that the body creates when we get pregnant and then we need to release that. But this is the essence of a woman. This is the, the potential of creating life. You know, this is such a powerful uh, meaning, uh, such a powerful energy that it has. So if you throw that to the trust, it's like energetically you throw yourself in the trust. It's the same as with the semen for men, but we can go <laughs> in another episode about that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that... Um, when you start looking to the blood and not feel disgust by it, when you start feeling, you know, the magic that it contains, the potential that it has, you know, that is your own body, um, you start healing so much um, in your period as well. Like, for example, I didn't have any physical pain anymore since I started working with this. So what I do is like I, I recollect it with a cup and then I do several different things. So, for example, I might paint with this, you know, so I do a paint to, I don't know, heal the, the female collective. I do a paint to a memory that I had in the past, you know, so I honor the blood. That's, that's the word is honoring, you know, your own essence. I also put it on my skin. My face has never looked so good <laughs> since that. You <laughs> That's can a save, secret. You can save so much money on creams, you know. <laughs> it's incredible, you know. And I also give it to the earth sometimes. So if, if I had a, a month that was a bit heavy that I need to, to clean, to release those emotions, I might put it into the river, you know, so the current with, will clean that energy. If I want to put, seeds for a new project i might do a ritual in the forest and put seeds and then put my blood on it you know like a ritual of, of initiating something you know so there are so many things that you can do with that and yeah it's about honoring your own essence and mm. and by doing that and showing it you know i see how other women start feeling attracted to it so and then how the female collective starts healing you know from that because it's important for us to recognize that we are cyclic, you know, we are like the earth. <laughs> it's such a beautiful uh, feeling when you realize that, no, I, I am not a lineal um, human being, like the patriarchy wants me to feel, you know, that I have mm -hmm. to do everything this, every day the same, go to work and not, not think about that. But when you start respecting your own cycle, your timing, uh, when you feel that, yeah, before your period, you have different uh, humor, you have different energy that where when you are after, why is that, you know? And then mm -hmm. you start focusing in each phase on your feelings or your emotions on how you feel. It, well, it's, it's a very, very deep topic, you know, but yeah, we have four archetypes there in the cycle. And when you start working with those four archetypes and feeling the essence, you can manifest things in your life much easier. You can, uh, yeah, attract like more, more, much more healthy relationships, conscious um, 
you know, friendships, uh, because you are healing that part of yourself that was rejected, you know, by society. So you start accepting and loving your essence as a woman. Wow, I love that so, so much. And yeah, I think it's very fitting, isn't it? How like we're taught that our period blood, our menstrual blood, our moon blood is like disgusting and like, like something to be ashamed of and oh, you need mm. to hide it. Don't go telling everyone exactly. you have your period. Because like you say, it's our source of power. And it's like, yeah, that patriarchal system in which we live in wants us to be shunned away from our power, wants us not to realize how mm. how much creative force that we have. Because yeah. then, you know, then you've got the wild women who are like, ah, like Cali energy, yeah. like just yeah. fully liberated and free. And then wild women are not very easy to control. And what does yeah. this society want? A society that is numb, brainwashed, easy to control, monotic, robotic entities you know so i think yeah it is the start of the revolution of the awakening mm. of like higher levels of consciousness yeah, exactly. blood. and, so and also it. yeah it's interesting how you know when you are on your period you are uh it's the the time that you are the most psychic the more mm -hmm. the more intuitive so by taking pills by taking medicine you know to avoid pain and all that you are suppressing that part that is like the most magical part of being a, a, a woman you know yeah. so of course society wants us to feel disgusted by that and hide that you know so it's about taking back our power and taking back or true roots you know and to yeah. share it with other women and men and also you know I have also beautiful reactions from men that tell me oh that's that's very interesting and it's, it's beautiful when men support this movement as well you know Mm, the divine masculine definitely will always provide that container that's so so powerful and as well like this isn't to shame any women who don't have their periods at the moment like I myself personally haven't had my moon blood for six months now which is a really really long time yeah and you know, at the start, I did feel really like, oh, disconnected from my feminine. And I had an astrology reading recently and she looked at my chart and she was kind of able to pinpoint what was happening astrologically. And she said that I have such a wild woman in my chart. And right for the past few months, that wild woman hasn't been able to be expressed. And I feel like that really cut off my my moon cycle and it was difficult for me because I love my my moon blood I, I miss it you know and I can't wait until she returns but it's like still tuning into the cycles of nature still like honoring when my sisters are bleeding when I heard that you were bleeding today I was like yes like I'm so happy for you and and in a dream last night I got my period actually so it's just like I think the key point is like not creating any shame about any part of our bodies, about any part of being a woman. And that really creates our powers as long as we can keep, yeah, keep the strength, keep embodying our beautiful sensuality, our witchy nature. Like that is where we're going to have the power, whether you're bleeding or not at the moment. So I just wanted to share that for those sisters who, who don't have that blood right now. And also, I think it's important, you know, for the women that are on menopause, you know, because sometimes they might feel like, oh, this is not for me anymore. No, that's not true, because we have that energy inside of us every every time, you know, like we are connected to the cycles of the earth as a woman. You know, we get initiated 
maybe you know with the blood around or uh, puberty time teenager time but we were already that when we were born and we will be doing that already uh, until we we die you know so that's the thing when your grandmother got pregnant of your mother your mother had inside of her already all the ovaries you know needed to create yourself so that's why you were already connected to the cycles of the earth since that time mm -hmm. you know and that's so beautiful how the female energy works and how the ancestral uh, female works so so beautifully I love that story you know <laughs> mm, definitely so yeah. so powerful and I love that and yeah and also the cycles of the moon we're so connected to as well you know and how like the different phases of the moon really influence our own lives and I know that I've heard before about how you know when you bleed on the full moon has like a very different um yeah significant when you bleed on the new moon do you know anything yeah about yeah like yeah yeah that's very interesting because also for me it changed over mm. the years so for example in winter normally i bleed in the full moon you know which is uh yeah more about being to yourself is well the archetype is more like more of a wild woman you know the rebel more more destructive you know and this was not very accepted at that time by society you know and and then you can bleed for example anytime in the cycle right but for example in summer i might start bleeding around the new moon so this is very interesting how my energy change you know how how i I am more social, for example, in summer. So when you menstruate during the new moon, it's more about creating new connections, creating, you know, uh, new relations. And yeah, I feel myself also very different. So it's, it's such a yeah magical thing, you know, to experience that and be aware. So yeah, that's why we invite all women to be more conscious about what happens inside their bodies because it's so magical. Mm. Definitely. And when I did have my, my moon blood, I would track the, the cycle of the moon and I'd also track what sign it was in astrologically mm. as well, you know, while you're bleeding through that fade or, or I know that the moon changes every two and a half days. So what day you start bleeding on, what sign was that? And then I think, oh, okay, if it was like Scorpio, new moon, I'm like, okay, what energy of Scorpio is coming yeah. through in my life right now as I do bleed? So yeah, I can really encourage um, the the goddesses who are listening, who are bleeding right now, yeah, to, to have a look, track your chart, because it's, it's funny, like you say, the archetypes that do play out within our lives, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really nice, yeah. Mm. And for those who are brand new to blood magic and they're like, oh my God, this is so, so weird. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. How, what would you think would be a soft approach to enter into these practices? Yeah. Well, one thing I, I really recommend is to start using the cup, you know, because when you use these tampons or I don't know the word in English, sorry, but these things is like, pads? yeah, pads. You mm. take it away, you might see the blood, but you throw it very easily. And you don't get in really contact with the fluid, with what is the blood, you know, how does it look like, you know? So by using the cup, even if you still don't want to touch it or don't want to paint or paint your face with it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
but you start seeing how the blood looks like, you know, how, how is the texture, what is the color, you know, does it smell and actually it does not smell. It smells when you use the, the pads or the tampons. That's very interesting. But, you know, the blood by itself does not have a bad smell, you know, not at all. So you can start getting more in contact by, by using this. And or if you are at home, just try it on, on a free, free bleeding. You know, there are also this, this underwear that absorbs the, the blood, but you can feel also how the blood goes through your vagina and you know just start looking at it as a more natural thing not to be ashamed of but it's just part of who you are and your your nature you know mm. and well when you feel like more prompt to that you might put a finger into it feel the texture you know just to get a bit more familiar with it so yeah so I, this is how I started actually at the beginning I didn't touch it I just put it in a jar and I give it back to the earth. So this is, I think, a very nice thing to do, to start, just put it back into the earth. So you connect your own cycle with the earth, you know, with the collective, with the cosmic nature. And then you see how it, it will come very natural, to be honest. I, I don't believe that, that a woman cannot start doing this and not feeling like, whoa, I want more, more, because I <laughs> it so much, you know? So I think it will come very naturally. If you are open to it and try it, I think, yeah. You will love it. <laughs> mm, I love that so so much, and I have a funny story to share as well. And I think maybe I've shared this one with you. It was, it was kind of a mm -hmm. while ago, but my previous partner, who I used to live with, was kind of like mm -hmm. a little bit mm, distance with my witchy rituals because he was like Christian. You know, it's a little bit of a contrast. <laughs> and uh, one time, I was like, I think it was a new moon, and I was like, okay, like don't come in the room. I'm doing my rituals, okay? Like you. You give me my space to do what I need to do. And I was on my moon. So I had my blood and I was like writing out all of my new moon intentions. And then I, I was painting the Reiki symbols in my blood over my intentions. And he opens the door. And because it was dark, I just had candles everywhere. He couldn't see the blood because I was like at the other end of the room. But he opens it and just like slams it shut. And I'm like. <laughs> interesting because by that point i'd already painted i was just sat meditating but he just saw like i think mm -hmm. he felt the energy and afterwards he's like i don't want you inviting these demons into our house and i'm like what the oh hell my like, God. he i don't know he didn't see what i was doing but he he tapped into something where it's like that wounded patriarch mm. like, oh no she's using blood and she's using it to manifest like i don't mm. know i just thought that was really funny but um it's funny like years <laughs> on you know like you said i also started with just collecting the blood and offering it back to mother yeah. earth that's so honorable to do like instead of like you say wasting the energy throwing it away um but yeah. years on you know yeah. since, like being more free more and more wild i remember before one of my dear dear sisters uh was bleeding and we were all naked together at this beautiful river in australia in the middle of nature the sacred aboriginal like birthing land mm. and she started bleeding and we were like oh my god yay let's do a ritual and we all went and we all took her moon blood and we put it across our face oh, like like you know like the indian marks and it was just so amazing to just really honor her blood and just like yeah just receive her blessing in that way we we're like wow we're really gaining you know the power of her intuition in that and i know that maybe sounds like super far out for some people some people might <laughs> want to put their own blood on their face never mind someone else's but 
it was just so beautiful and this is so beautiful so I love it. yeah oh. and like sisterhood yeah. i feel like exactly. having sacred sisters is like something that both of us has really helped us along our path and really resonated with and i know that you have good sisters around you i know that you've been doing beautiful women's and men's circles as well so if you could share a bit about that because i know when we first started i don't think you were doing any circles yet if i remember correctly mm, no i think no that's that's true mm -hmm. so yeah i i have been organizing some women's circles in the last years and also with men sometimes because I feel that you know everything is like oh women's circle women's circle but I think sometimes we should include men because it's very important mm. to gain also the healthy and the strong masculine you know in our society so well in my circles I share with women uh, my experience I might put you know some topic to discuss about um about insecurities or sexuality or anything that might come to me, you know, and we just have, you know, a sharing circle and just reconnect women with the essence of what is to be a woman and not mm -hmm. on the competition because we are so used to compete with other women. And this is so much against our nature, you know. Um, woman is about communities, about nurturing, it's about connecting, you know, it's not about hierarchy. So this is something that I really encourage uh, in my circles and I really, really love to do that. Um, yeah, like I said, with men, I did a couple like, like mix, women and men, also so very beautiful. And I think men that are open to, you know, just to sit there, listen, also share their own feelings and things is such a beautiful thing to see, you know, because uh, from the outside, maybe people think that, this is weird or this is only like for women or all that you know but no you know in the past it was done like that men and women might sit you know the community might sit together to work together to celebrate together you know when to do rituals together so I think we should come back to to that again and it's it's nice to see more and more men getting into spirituality getting into sacred sexuality you know and I wish uh, to see more of that in the future. Mm, that's so, so beautiful. And I love that you, yeah, you hold the space for all genders to come in together. Because like you say, it is so important to have that, that balance of the masculine and feminine and that masculine energy can be the container for that feminine to express herself. And, you know, I used to work only with women, but since, you know, being mm. in the Caribbean with my beautiful beloved like yeah we host all of our ceremonies That's mixed good. now and like that energy is awesome like it's so so good so I definitely see the value in both genders and then I also see the value in just women as well because I feel like that time is very sacred occasionally and yeah. and for those who are maybe feeling a little bit alone in the path of spirituality or in their path of not really feeling connected to other women like do you have any advice on how um, someone could cultivate more sisterhood into their lives or for the brothers listening more brotherhood like how you can reach out to that or open yourself up to that yeah well I think as everything uh, everything goes down to you you know so you just 
just be yourself just be honest to who you are and share it you know because mm -hmm. sometimes even if you have a small blog or instagram or anything you know we think like oh this might sound stupid you know if i share this or that you know but then you share choose a poem choose a thought so anything and that causes a reaction in the other person you know so sometimes people let me know like wow you I love what you share. You inspire me. Or I tell this to other person and that person might say, wow, I was really hesitating to post that or not because <laughs> I think my thing is just very silly. And I think we, we all have that hesitation maybe at the beginning to express ourselves, to express our experiences, what we have learned. But just by doing that, you will attract those brothers or those sisters or both of them who will resonate with uh, what you are and what you do. And in that way, you will, you will start creating that community in a natural way, you know. I think the most important thing is li in life is to really flow, you see, like not to really, I have to force myself to, I have to organize this or that. We should delete that word of I have to <laughs> because it creates so much tension <laughs> and pressure is now. I feel like doing this. I feel like doing that, you know, from the bottom of your heart doing things and then you will see how naturally you will start attracting you know those those people in your life and like I said I think it's about not competition but cooperation because we have learned also that nature works by who is the strongest their survival you know and this is also an old story that we have been told when we are kids and it's not true because not now scientists are saying are saying and seeing how nature works better by cooperation you know trees cooperate you know animals cooperate you know um, everything in nature is about symbiosis about cooperation this is what creates really the, the healthy environment and the the balance you know so i think by humans is also same you know mm, i love that so so much and it's so true it's like yeah the old paradigm of like yeah competing you have to be best like you know, you want to get to the top, even if you're going to screw everyone oh, yeah. else over. And I feel like with this coming of the Aquarian age, we're seeing a lot of breakdown of these old paradigms, these old power structures and limiting beliefs are collapsing. And then that energy of Aquarius is all about community, is all about supporting one another. And we're seeing that a lot, right? Like so many people are starting communities, people are starting to grow food and like share and swap goods and resources. And like, yeah, yeah that's what we're stepping into. We're returning back to the yeah. old ways. Which, yeah. Hallelujah. Thank God. Yeah. So, so necessary. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Me too. And I know that, um, yeah, we mentioned at the start, you are going to be leaving your full-blown career very soon. So I know that this is a dream that a lot of people have, right? Because everyone has these like projects and like things inside of them that they really want to do, but they have this big, heavy commitment of like, you know, the home and the bills and then all of this, like the income. So... Are you open to sharing about how you step, like any advice about how you can step away from such a life? Like what that kind of entails or looks like yeah. for those who are in that boat? Yeah. So personally for me, it was a decision of um, 
what do I really want in my life? You know, it's like, of course, we need to pay bills. I have been saving money in this year. So, I mean, those things from the 3D <laughs> that are real and we need money, you know, <laughs> it's fine. But, but there is always ways to, to get money, you know. Uh, you can ask me also uh, if you are interested in other projects that go aside of the system in which I am now involved, you know, but... Um, for, for me, it was a question of what is more important for me. Is really this job and getting the money and having this safety or is my happiness and my emotional health and physical health? Because at the end, all goes down to your body, you know. And I have seen when I was, when I was having periods of stress, frustration for everything that was happening this year, you know. And I was not doing anything um, how can I say to guide me into the past? You know, I was just getting in this negative and frustration feeling. So I cannot do circles because everything is closed. And when is the world going to open again? And you know, but then everything starts in you. So that's why I went to yeah to look for a, a master in psychology, so doing something that really I am passionate about that I really like. Finding the strength in myself. You know, making a plan as well. You you need to have more or less. You know, I don't say like. But just just be clear on yourself what you want to uh, where you want to get, you know, mm. and it's OK if you don't have everything under control, because this is something that we are so used to. Right. Like in order to be safe, everything under control, you know, and this creates so mm. much tension. So you have to be OK also with losing things, with losing people, with losing money, with losing material goods. You know, if you are not OK with that. You are not really ready maybe to make the, the big jump, you know. And mm. also for me, it's a thing that, yeah, I if I lose everything, I, I, I get maybe to the, like the worst case scenario, you know, like what happens if I lose everything, for example? Well, I still have myself. I still have the love in me. I still have a body. I can work. I can try to, you know, to make money somewhere. I... You know, it's like there are so, so many things that we can do, but we limit our, ourselves, believing that, oh, if I don't have this salary monthly, if I, you know, don't have this place to live, it's like, oh, life is so difficult. And, and it's not. It's just about changing a little bit that mentality and also uh, trusting in, in yourself and trusting in your community, because you will see like by changing you and by attracting also those people that resonate with you, 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 you are not alone. We are never alone, you know. And it's mm. also this feeling, this aquarium era of, of gathering together or having a community. You know, I know, for example, if I want to go to Ecuador <laughs> or, you know, or other countries now in South America, I can contact you. You have also co have community created there. You know, you can help me. I can help you. It's like, it's about that, you know, like life can be much more easy if we really change a bit that, that mentality that everything needs to be under control and all that, you know, if you, we trust more in our hearts, in our feeling, in our intuition, you know, and yeah, at the end it's about making a, a big jump. Uh, I always think sometimes, yeah, what happened if, if I regret, for example, or, but it's like, no, if you feel the call, you feel it for a reason, then stay with that reason, you know, and make it happen. That's, you know, that's what mm, I, I will say. That. <laughs> that's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like that's going to be really 
Yeah, really what a lot of people needed to hear. So thank you for sharing so vulnerably. And I, I love the, the themes of like, why are you making certain decisions? Are you going to stay in this job? Because you're like, oh, the bills and this and that. And it's like, that is making a decision out of fear. Like, what if I don't have yeah, that? Exactly. Rather, yeah, from that place of love. And like you say, that place of trust. And I think the point of like, needing you know we don't need anything to be in control because ultimately like at a higher level like we're not in control of anything right no. if we look at covid no. we're like oh we all thought we had our exactly. shit together the whole world was in control like no no um so i think it's a beautiful lesson to embrace that yeah we don't have any control so we may as well cultivate that sense of trust and and that follow that divine guidance that the universe gives us because then when we're in that flow state it's like we're being naturally pushed towards where it is we're meant to be we're going as long as we're living from that place of love and not held back in that vibration of fear yeah it's challenging and it doesn't mean that you should not feel fear because mm. you know you can be afraid of what might come but still you make the decision from the love you know knowing mm. that yeah it will be a challenge you might feel afraid and it's okay you know it's okay to feel that you know we because we are used to have everything like easy made for us if you belong to the system if you do what the system wants you to do you know but the difficult part is step aside from that and that's okay because it's something unknown and it's normal that we fear a bit where it's unknown but if you feel it in your heart and make that decision from love you know mm. I think you will never regret that you know Life yeah. will take you to a beautiful, unexpected journey, you know, instead of mm. keeping yourself in that wheel in which you are not happy. So it doesn't make any sense to keep yourself there, you know. Exactly. And we can almost swap out that sensation of fear and label it as excitement because physiologically yeah. it's the same response is happening in your body so it's like okay are we gonna be like oh i'm scared or oh my god i'm really excited i have yeah. no idea what is to come and that excites me so much like i'm ready i'm gonna do it yeah you know? it's like when you have a new lover you know it's like wow you know i don't know what's going to happen <laughs> but yeah so nice the same the same so you can you can think of it as your new lover you know it's like a new path you know new mm. adventure <laughs> that's beautiful and i know that a while ago we spoke about you know what your kind of intentions were when you do leave your job like what it is you'd like to bring in to your new life and we haven't spoken about this for a while so I'm just curious like where you're at now with like what you'd like where you see yourself flowing into you know when there's no limits like what it is you oh, like to yeah I mean I would love to do what I am passionate about from anywhere in the world, you know, like uh, yeah. being able to offer appointments for people, you know, mentoring for women and women and men, uh, offering retreats and circles wherever I go, you know, living in a more in a free way because before I was always like in a place and now I'm feeling how my soul wants to meet different countries, different people, you know, so being able just to connect over the world with people that wants to you know do the same thing as I do learn from me or that I learn from them you know it's, I see myself there expanding and growing in that way you know mm. and 
Yeah, if possible in warm places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not planning to go like to Norway or I mean, those are beautiful countries, but I feel myself more on the, you know, warm, tropic places. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. I'm all the way with you, sister. Definitely. <laughs> and I love that. And I see that vision unfolding for you with such ease and grace because you have so many offerings and you already give so much like you know on your platform I know you have a podcast you have a website you offer all these different treatments and yeah I see it happening with such ease and grace and I think that's a beautiful thing about following your dharma is that when yeah. you are living your dharma like the universe just makes it so easy yeah. like it's kind of crazy like I don't yeah. know how to explain it, but it's just like you're given these opportunities. Once you take that bold step, it's like the next steps are laid out for you to follow with grace. So that's true. Yeah. That's true. I think the easier your you flow with your feelings and what you want, the more the universe gives you the signs. You know what to do mm. next. Um, yeah, that that's true. You know. <laughs> definitely and as we draw towards the end of our interview i'm curious if there are any other topics you wanted to dive into or anything in particular you felt really passionate to share about mm. anything yeah there is a topic but i don't know actually we should leave it to another completely episode <laughs> because it will be long but one thing that have helped me very very much also this year is the medicine of mushrooms you know i i mm. was I started, yeah, working with this medicine by myself um, and sometimes with another friend together. And yeah, that has been such a good healing journey for my soul. I can see how I flow now more easy with things. I see life much simple that I was seeing that before, you know. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful, really. And mm. I think there is such a deep sacredness in the medicine plants, you know, that, I mean, it's everyone's decisions, what they do. And I know some people might take for recreation purpose or yeah, for parting, but I feel that you really need to feel the depth of, you know, of that wisdom of mother nature. And that's a, a huge therapy. So, I mean, they might not be for everyone. I am not saying here that you, you know, everyone should take psychedelics or mushrooms or anything. You mm. should inform yourself and see if that will be something for you. But I just want to share that for me, it has been an incredible journey that has brought a lot of healing, uh, a lot of easiness, much better flow for myself, a lot of deep, deep wisdom and like expanding also my my consciousness in yeah in amazing ways. So. Mm. yeah and I know you you have experienced that before we talk mm. about that so yeah maybe one day we can <laughs> share this <laughs> detail definitely yeah I love that you mentioned the beautiful mushroom medicine because yeah for me too they've played a really really big role in my expansion of consciousness and they really helped me also to heal a lot within my own self and with my relationships within my family dynamics and yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Like the wisdom and intelligence of this medicine can just help to heal so much in, mm. in what, like in one session, four hours. So yeah, I mm. definitely agree that it's a really, really powerful tool. And for those who would want to dive in and explore that in a sacred way, like, do you have any advice on how they would dive into that mm. realm? 
Yeah, so I think the most important thing when you work with uh, psychedelics in general, and you know, particularly now talking about mushrooms, is uh, doing with a lot of respect. This has been for me the number one thing. Is is like, yeah, I put so much respect in this medicine, you know, mm. and when you prepare yourself good for that, so you put a date, you 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 meditate the days before. Uh, you put an intention also in the journey, you know, I want to heal this or that or give me some information, you know, then it's such a beautiful medicine because I feel that the plants are feeling your respect and that you are honoring them, you know. It's a communication with the spirits, with uh, communication with the with the spirit world and with, with the plants, mm-hmm. you know, and of course you can break down everything to the chemistry and what happens in the brain, yeah, that's good, but you know, there is something beyond that, much, much beyond that. You cannot explain it just with chemistry. You know, you feel mm. other beings and other dimensions, and you feel that you are you are an infinite being, you know, that cannot be captive, you know, that mm. cannot be oppressed, that cannot be controlled, that you are here to experience all the beauty in the world, that you deserve everything. So, yeah, when you do it with that respect, to yourself and to the plant is such a beautiful symbiosis that you can do uh, with the medicine plants and yeah that's that's the the most important thing i think every person will feel it different every person will have different experiences even for people that have a bad trip you know i think for me what a bad trip means uh, is that you are not allowing really the information that is coming to you because it might be something unknown that causes you fear you know but no one is attacking you no one is like doing anything wrong on you you know it's just information so it's just about understanding respecting accepting that wisdom you know so yeah also maybe start with with lower doses so you might get familiar with the feeling you know and then so on you can you can see how it works for for you so that's how i did it how i would recommend to other people and yeah like mm. i said so it's your decision but just from my experience yeah it was very very beautiful therapy for myself <laughs> mm, amazing i wish everyone could experience mushrooms yeah the world will be so different i feel you know if if we could all understand that we are infinite and that you know Mm. and i really feel like yeah they help us to remember to see through the eyes of a child like to see everything through the eyes of wonder and absolute awe and amazement and you know you look at nature and you're like wow it's so magical we look at ourselves (laughs) and we're like whoa like I'm so beautiful like you just see everything with such an incredible purity and it's like it almost strips back all of the layers and conditioning and the beliefs you just at your rawest most innocent form and I feel like from that space we can open our hearts so so wide and and when I went on a little journey recently in the mountains and what I really received from the mushrooms is like I'm a warrior of love Mm. like everything else all the routine everything else is irrelevant bullshit like I am here because I'm a warrior of love and I'm here to spread love on this planet it's like that's that's it that's your mission like forget about everything else (laughs) forget about the to-do list and blah 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 that's it and I was like oh okay amazing (laughs) so much flow has come you know by that realization like oh yeah yeah that's right I agree like it's incredible 
<laughs> and also one thing that I think is important for the people that want to try this is the integration part. So this mm. is the the after, <laughs> you know, the aftercare, <laughs> because you might feel yourself like, wow, where did I go? And this is the world now again. You know, mm. sometimes you might feel a bit trapped or a bit like, wow, 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 wow what this happened? Wow, was this real? You know, so the integration part is very important, I feel. And what I do is like I write down important things for me on the next day. I might go to nature mm. alone and reflect a bit on the journey, you know, just taking things easy that life is also this other side, you know, because people I think that got very, yeah, maybe not addicted because it caused addiction, but addicted to the feeling of being on psychedelics is because, yeah, it's an amazing dimension. But life is also both parts. It's also about having this body, this plane. And we are able to experience that without psychedelics as well. We have the potential to do it, you know. So just knowing that there are both sides are fine, are good, you know, that it's also good to be just conscious in this body and that's it. Mm. And yeah, integrate what the information that you got during the journey, you know, as part of mm. who you are, and as part of everything, not something separated unreachable you can reach to that any other time also without psychedelics you know mm, yeah. really important points thank you for sharing that and yeah so so true like it's almost like the integration is the most important part of the mm. journey right like what's the yeah. point in going on the journey if you're not gonna then use these lessons to grow and learn and heal and there was a beautiful analogy that i heard from alex or someone told alex is like you have to go into these journeys with a cup and once you rise into these states of consciousness, you allow your cup to be filled. And that cup is created by doing your inner work outside of the psychedelic experience. So having your sadhana, having your spiritual practice, having your meditation, whatever you do to help you connect to the divine, to connect to yourself forms this cup. And when we have that cup, we can enter these states and receive that knowledge and wisdom and allow our cup to be filled. And after that journey, we bring that cup and that knowledge and wisdom back with us to then use and learn. But if we're going into it without any intention, without having any practices, like, you know, you said sometimes people do it recreationally for drug use like at a party to have a good time then there's no cup that's been formed so you can go yeah. up to these transcendental states and come back with absolutely nothing because you haven't built that container so yeah i really see the value of setting intentions really doing the inner work i love that you said honoring and respecting the medicine because it is so sacred and i really feel that and again like you said it does really acknowledge that you see this medicine as sacred and so it allows you to experience so much healing but if you're going in with that lack of respect you want a good time then i feel like is where like the bad trips can come in where they can really mm. be a bit of a rough experience to shake you up a little bit you know because it's yeah. like yeah. they're so so powerful and you just don't want to mess mm. around with anything without that acknowledgement yeah that. And not only that, but you are opening doors, you know, of mm. perception, of dimension, of energies in those planes. And, you know, if you are surrounded by, you know, um, different energies, like, you know, people, it's not the same energy when you are in nature with a, with a friend and, you know, that when you are partying and people are just taking it for fun and with alcohol or whatever, you know, so you might feel even that recipient with something that you don't want, you know. 
And you might have to do later healing work for that. It happened also with, with bad uh, psychedelic experience for people. So that's why I feel it's really important to take it with respect, you know, um, to honor it, you know, not take mm. it just as a, you know, a drug or something like that. And yeah, do the integration part later on. Mm, I love it so much. And to add to that as well, like you're saying, is to just, yeah, like find a really safe space, safe environment, usually nature, but like a nature spot where there's not going to be other people around. If people are, you know, familiar with the spot like that, they can go to. And just if you feel comfortable to go in by yourself, I feel like so much healing potential can be done in that realm. But, you know, if it's your first time, if you're not comfortable having like a really trusted friend, someone you have a really deep connection with, someone who knows you really well, who's going to be able to hold space for you to either, you know, be there just to support you and hold space on the journey when they're not on the medicine. Or if you feel comfortable diving into that space together, it's such a beautiful way to deepen connections even more, to really see one another on a true soul level, you know, without all of the, the barriers and the conditioning. Like, it's just a very, very powerful experience to share yeah. with a very close close person so yeah that's true having a good uh, place like the setting is very important uh, i mm. forgot to mention that but yeah like being in a place when that you know you won't be bothered is very important that no one is going to disrupt that journey mm. and well usually you know i do it also at home by when i do it alone i do it at home because i don't have a place here where I could be 100% sure, like along, you know, or something mm -hmm. like that. But if you have a, a house with a garden or something like that, that, that is also very nice just to be there, lie down and, and enjoy the journey, mm -hmm. you know. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely have yeah. lots of water and some fresh fruit yeah. to enjoy towards the end of the journey. Oh, eating yeah. fruit. We always have, whenever we go on our mushroom journeys, Alex and I, we always bring a papaya. Ah, and like nice. we find the papaya is so abundant over here so sensual and every time oh. on mushrooms we like slowly slice it open we're like Ooh! like it's just like the most yeah. magical thing like to see the energy of that fruit is almost like aphrodite so sensual mm. you put a piece on your tongue and she <laughs> melts and it's like yeah it's really amazing to connect with um food in that way as well yeah <laughs> i was feeling like oh my god these fruits they taste so good you know <laughs> what <laughs> like, it was the most tasty food i have ever tried <laughs> for real and i feel yeah. like you can taste like the toxicity in foods that are processed yeah. as yeah. well you know you're exactly. like oh this is dead energy that i'm eating like what do you, you don't even want to like touch any of that stuff yeah. in your phone as well yeah. you're like oh this device is heavy like I don't want to look at this and it's like it just shows you the truth of everything you know yeah exactly and and you know that's the thing also when you are not on psychedelic this is our nature we, we should be able to feel and see all that and mm. you know our filters are, are just closed because of all programming that was put on us you know but we are able to to live in that way anytime we want it's just mm. about opening ourselves you know deprogram yourself um going walking through life with your heart and i think you know um yeah that's that's our true nature <laughs> mm. our whole sister beautifully shared 
I have a another little soul to soul question for you. To oh answer. my god! <laughs> as, okay. we, as we wrap up, so you open to it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, oh, this is beautiful. It says, "Where in the world do you feel most at home, mm. and what does it feel like when you're there?" Wow, it's so funny that you ask me this again, you know, because I was, I just answered that in the first card, you know, that was on the beach. <laughs> so yeah, I feel there at home when I am on the beach, if there is a place, a physical place that I have to yeah. put a name. Um, because I love to feel the gentleness, uh, but also the power, you know, of the mm. water. And on the other side, you are also on the earth. So you have like both elements merging together. Mm. I love that. I don't know why, but my heart feels that it's at home. And also, you know, whenever I am, but when I am with, um, maybe with a friend or even by myself, but I feel good. I don't know how to explain this, but sometimes I have felt I am at home just because my heart felt like that, you know, just going in a walk in the forest here, for example, and I felt that connection with nature, with the trees and everything, and I felt home, you know? Mm. So sometimes it's not just about a physical place, even though, yeah, the beach is my power place and I love it, but it's about when you feel that connection with the universe, when you can look another human in the eyes and feel that divine connection. This Mm. is when I feel at home, my soul feels home you know and feeling home meal means feeling safe right you feel you can't just be yourself so yeah those are the times when I was feeling truly at home you know mm, beautiful. with my girlfriend I feel at home mm. <laughs> wow For so example. special yeah it's funny it's like spirit is almost like you know, like guiding you towards, okay, where is home for you? <laughs> like, okay, time to move on, Ellie. <laughs> yeah. I love so that. So clear. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'd love to end with just a few short little quick fire round questions. Are you yeah. open to that? Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what goddess or archetype do you resonate most with right now? Mm, well, right now? Or, well, I mean, my favorite, favorite one has been always Lilith, you know. Um, you know that I did a body painting inspired on her, you know, and I, I really love her because for me, she shows her wilderness and her true sexuality. She doesn't allow herself to be dominated or to be suppressed. She would rather fly away and leave everything and trust in her own feelings in her intuition, you know, in her heart. So she has always been my inspiration, you know. Sometimes, yeah, depending on how I feel, I might feel more attracted, I don't know, to Kali when I am more like, I want to break everything and to to transform myself and (laughs) like that. Uh, But yeah, I would say Lilith. Yeah, she's my favorite always. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. What is one quality that you really love about yourself? Uh, you know, you said something before <laughs> that about like how I, 
how I dress up and all that and you know <laughs> well I, I think I work very well with people you know I, I think I'm very social like how I show myself or how I dress is just part of my personality, you know. So yeah, I love to wear those <laughs> type of <laughs> colorful clothes <laughs> and all that. Um, because I don't know, I love to see the reaction on people, but also that if they like it, it's like, oh cool, you know, and yeah. I feel very good, you know, with people. And I yeah, quality of myself that I like is like how social I am or how I can, you know, be in different environments and yeah. Mm. I like so that. I'm an Leo from you, Shiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. So good. What ancient culture or civilization do you feel your soul resonates most with? Oh, the Egyptians. Totally. Totally. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I love yeah it. totally. Well, Isis is also one of my, you know, main goddesses. You know, I have also mm-hmm. a figure of her um, around me always and I love her. Well, it's, it's very similar as Kali and Lilith, you know, they are all like the same <laughs> uh, vibration, but uh, Egypt, the Asian Egypt, I don't know why. I think maybe I live a life there. I also feel so attracted to cats, you know, and and, mm. and the, in my first mushroom trip, actually, I had such a strong visions of Egypt, of being inside a, a pyramid, you know, and just being there and meditating and getting information. So I don't know what is with Egypt, but but something, you know, <laughs> is calling me very, very strongly. I love mm. the symbols. I love... Um, how they see life just a continuous life and death are just the same actually they were preparing during life just for the death you know and Mm. the intelligence they have how they build those pyramids how they were connected to other beings i mean i think it's the most amazing culture yeah in history (laughs) i love it if you could have one magical ability or one superpower what would it Mm. be and why I think I would love to be able to see past, present, and future. Like, you know, well, the future, you know, is always changeable according to what you do. It might change things in the future. But I, I would love to see, like, more of events, other people's journeys, things like that. And just, you know, to be able to help as well those people you know and and to understand also maybe how people left in the past you know how did my ancestors live through dreams for example once I I connect with an ancestor of me you know and she was showing me how she was also a witchy in the village and she was not understood by the people around her and was very beautiful so I would love to connect more to that you know just to be able to to see what happened in the past and and Mm. you know what you know the information can bring into a better future things like that i would love to see that <laughs> i love it <laughs> very see with your little crystal ball like <laughs> yeah channeling into the past yeah um, final question i'll ask is if you were able to have a billboard that the whole world would see what message would you put on there oh i will put that please wake up, wake up, you know, like, um, we are free beings, we are born to be free, to enjoy Mm -hmm. life, not to be trapped, not to be oppressed, you know, we are limitless, 
beings. Mm. We we have so much creation inside of us and we are not separated from nature. Nature is our mother, is our home, you know, we should we should see that, we should reconnect to who we really are. This is the message that I would really um, love to people to understand, you know, mm. that, yeah, the reality is really the freedom within and share that with, with others. Wow, so, mm. so beautiful. Thank you so much, Ellie, for sharing your wisdom, sharing so openly <laughs> and vulnerably and authentically. And for the listeners who would love to reach out to you or just follow your journey or your offerings, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me in Instagram as Healers of Earth. And actually there in my bio, you can find my, my webpage, my podcast, which is called Journey to the Boom. I share things about female sexuality and I will be doing that in English and in Spanish in the future as well, you know. So yeah, Healers of Earth. And you can find all of my material there and I will be doing lives. And you can always uh, contact me, ask me any questions and I will be very happy to respond. Mm, beautiful sister yeah. thank you so much it's been an honor to have you back on the show and i'm sure we'll have you back again soon thank you maddie it's been an honor to be here and enjoy this conversation so much we have always so much to talk about <laughs> <laughs> infinite amounts yeah i hope you enjoyed my conversation with ellie definitely go and find her on social media reach out Look at all of the beautiful and educational content that she has created and continues to create on her Instagram feed where you can find yeah everything you need to know about yoni eggs and blood magic and sacred sexuality. She's really, really good at all. So I mentioned at the beginning, if you hang around at the end, I have some news to share with you. And if you've been following the podcast for a little while, you will know that I've been living in the Dominican Republic in the Caribbean since February. And yeah, it's been a wild ride. It's been a beautiful, beautiful journey and one that is coming to the end of its chapter. So I'm very excited to share that at the end of October, my beautiful beloved Alex and I are going to be leaving the country and we'll be making our way to Ecuador to start a six-week training at Dodegas Tiger School. So we'll be diving deep into a 300-hour yoga training for yoga, tantra, and shamanism. I'm so excited because I've been wanting to do this course for so many years and I was supposed to do it last year in Greece, obviously with the pandemic, that was not possible, but they have a school in Ecuador and so yeah, we're adventuring over there, we'll complete the training and then we're just going to see where the flow takes us, which is so, so exciting, so we'll probably travel South America a little, maybe Central America, maybe hit up Mexico, I just had India's opening in February seems like the world is really ours to um explore as much as we can obviously with the the limitations that are in place with the pandemic but it's really cool that we can still yeah still travel within that space so we're very very much looking forward to that and being able to expand into our offerings and speaking of which if you are in the dominican or if you're in america and not too far we are going to be sealing our time here 
by hosting an ecstatic love retreat weekend retreat where we combine all of our epic offerings ecstatic dance cacao ceremonies qigong yoga workshops kirtan all of it into an amazing yeah weekend retreat which is located in the mountains countryside in cabarete where we're living in a beautiful retreat center the blue moon so if you're interested you can have a little look on my website and see what resonates so thank you so much for tuning in everybody i hope you enjoyed and i'll be back with you soon with another episode